Welcome to In Season, where we explore the farms, gardens, and open spaces of the Lower Columbia Pacific region. I'm Teresa Retzloff. And I'm Jessica Schleif. And we are together. It's been a while since we've done a show talking to each other. During these bu this busy fall season has busy. kept us has kept us apart in our various gardening endeavors. Absolutely. But it's nice <laughs> to be, we're, I, I just want to paint a picture for you guys. We're sitting, it's a beautiful, sunny, but cold December morning. We're sitting in Jessica's garden in Astoria. Crows in the trees above are, um, are crowing, cawing <laughs> uh, their opinions of maybe about what we're saying. And, uh, small, small hummingbirds buzzing by. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited. Um, given that I, I live outside of Astoria, you know, about 10 miles east, it's much colder out where we are in Olney. Um, it doesn't seem like it is, but it is a bit colder. And, uh, you know, we had a serious frost this morning, you know, lots of ice on the kale and uh, not as many things blooming. And I come to Jessica's garden and I see borage and calendula and syrinthi and pineapple sage, pineapple sage <laughs> blooming in early December. I'm feeling um, no small amount of envy. <laughs> That's not happening that, at my farm. That, that <laughs> South Slope uh, sheltered nook. Yeah, which I, you know, I always love to see these examples in our area. I mean, I, I feel like I talk about this a lot, that it really depends on where your garden is and what microclimate you're in. And that As you can to, have microclimates within your garden. Absolutely. But that's what, what, when people say like, well, what can I grow here? Or what grows here? It's like, well, it really depends on where you live and, yeah. you know, what part of town and whichever town you live in, you know, are you on the east side of the highway or on the west side of the highway? Are you near the ocean? Are you up in the hills? You know, all of these things affect what does well in our garden. And at this time of year, how much the frost is going to get you or not. So you may be having lots of things blooming in your garden, or you may be like me and <laughs> feeling a lot of envy when you drive to town. Things have liquefied. I was out at the farm yesterday. Oh, yeah. And, um... Liquefy is a good word for it. Yeah. that, that... <laughs> It also came to, I had the <sighs> same thing where I thought, oh, that completely died back or... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, and it is a very, and I, I feel like this year is, this time of year, it, it's always such an exercise in trust, that trust that something's going to come back. It's like, oh, you beautiful thing, you've died completely to the ground, and I cannot see that you're even alive anymore, but I trust that, that next spring you're going to come back, please. Yeah, and, and some of those tender perennials we can um we can hedge our bets a little bit yeah. by mulching, you know, yeah. by mulching really heavy or pulling things up. Mm -hmm. um, I have some some semi-tender things that sometimes you can sneak them through with a, a decent amount of foliage still going depending on yeah. where you're Depending at. on where you are. Yeah. I think I get a lot of questions, um, people asking me this time of year about what they should what they should be cutting back. You know, should I be cutting this back? Should I be cutting this plant back? Well, this is clearly done blooming. Should I cut it back? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've had this conversation before, but I'd love for you to just mention that again, because I feel like a lot of people need reassurance that it's okay to leave plants not cut back. That yeah, actually, definitely. Actually, like late winter, early spring is a perfectly fine time to do that pruning. In yeah. fact, sometimes better. Sometimes better, and, and, and sometimes you're helping keep some habitat for critters during the winter by leaving things up. Um, I, I definitely, as I'm going through gardens or my own gardens or gardens that I care for, I pick and choose sometimes. I don't just leave whole, you know, I might have areas that are more wild areas in the garden where we just kind of leave it be and maybe there's a spring cleanup. But 
in, in borders, I'm often kind of looking at it as a picture that I'm painting and I'm thinking, ooh, that artichoke head looks great or these mm -hmm. seed pods look great or even though those, um, you know, rudbeckia are completely done blooming, I just love watching the birds come to mm -hmm. the seed pods. I think there's no wrong or right answer here. <laughs> and it really depends on, you know, when you have time. Um, I enjoy leaving a lot of the seed pods up though. I love leaving dill up and fennel mm -hmm. and, and just letting them go ahead. The, the, some of the echinops, um, mm -hmm. I, I love leaving things up and, and letting them just kind of rot in place. And, and there's so many perennials that I choose because of the fact that they're gonna die well, that they look pretty during the <laughs> winter. Pretty when they die back. <laughs> That's actually a great qualifier. You know, when you think about it, do you have a, a beautiful seed head? Do you exactly. hold in the wintertime? Is there some structure there? I've, I've really come to appreciate that some of those plants that maybe, you know, a decade ago or 20 years ago in my early gardening days, I would have been like, oh, I've got to cut that, that looks terrible. It's so dead, I've got to cut that out. And now I look at it like, oh, I, or, or seeing like the way the spiders make webs in between exactly. some of the branches is so pretty. Exactly. So there's lots of things. And also then it saves you time and effort. Uh, so you don't have to do all of the work right now. Right. Which I think is good. It's harder. I mean, on a beautiful day like this, it's lovely to be out in the garden on a brisk fall day. You know, you can work up a sweat and and still need a sweatshirt, and and that's there's something beautiful and lovely about that. But um, but a lot of times we're having sort of that that really hard, cold, wet rain where you do not want to be out in your garden, and it's okay. Don't yeah. be out in your garden. And also, it's okay. Like right now. What a great time just to have a cup of tea out here and look at what's happening with the seed heads. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm looking at yarrows and verbenas that just have these gorgeous seed heads still on them. And mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned spider webs or um, I recently was uh, talking to a client that, that often likes to take down their ornamental grasses mm -hmm. like this time of year so yeah. that it's not messy and mm -hmm. things aren't blowing around. And I totally understand. And and I, you know, I, I said this time when I came, I said, you know, uh, oftentimes I leave them up. You can leave them up. Yeah. And we're both looking at these just gorgeous buff colored grasses that are having movement in the wind and birds are landing on them. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, it is okay. Yeah. It is okay. Like, and it is okay to just come out in your garden and maybe weed a pathway or, yeah. you know, mess around with your compost pile a little bit, but not have a giant project. Yeah. Sit down. <laughs> like we're doing I, right now. <laughs> I feel like that is sort of the theme of this year in so many ways. This has been, I mean, here we are, December 2020. This is not, this year has not been what I thought it was going mm -hmm. to be. I think for any of us, it has yeah. not been the year we thought it would be. And it's been pretty exhausting. It's been a really weird, crazy, hard year. And there have been moments of beauty and grace and goodness and gifts of this year. But a lot has been really hard. And I think uh, like, get, like that, 
I feel like I'm doing a lot of, of um, kind of forgiving myself for not getting enough done mm -hmm. and realizing like, you know what, you've done, you've done a pretty good job. It's okay. It's okay to take some time to just sit in your garden, sit on your farm, sit and enjoy nature or go for a walk, go for a walk in the woods, go for a walk on the beach, enjoy this time of year in this very beautiful place that we live. I mean, we've been, I feel in many, many ways we've been so fortunate for the region we live in, the climate we live in, how much outdoor time we're able to spend and all of the beautiful places we have to be outdoors. Um, that's been a huge gift this year when being outdoors has been so important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really treasure that and appreciate that in a way that I don't think I ever really did before. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I, I, I think from, definitely for myself this year, uh, realizing my capacity is a little bit more limited maybe yes. than at other times and um you know counting going for a walk as an accomplishment i've noticed recently in the evenings you know when i I'll think well what did i get done today in that side place in your head. And lately, I'm just counting. I just made dinner. I <laughs> ate twice today. <laughs> That's a plus. You know, I think those are things that, you know, there, there is a, there is a, a reevaluation of what matters. Yeah. This year. And what's important. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I am, you know, you know, as it's hard when it, it's a year that has been so devastating and so hard. For so many people, it is challenging to say, well, what are the positive things that happened this year? Because I think for a lot of people, it can feel like nothing positive happened this year. Um, but one thing that I, I did see that was both overwhelming but also really fascinating was how many people turned to gardening this year and whether your motivation was a concern for like, I need to be able to eat and so I need to grow a garden to feed myself or just as a thing to do because you were stuck at home and you needed to do something in a way of getting outdoors. Maybe it was a way of getting your kids like to run around mm -hmm. in your garden because they were home and they weren't in school. Whatever that reason was, so many people started gardening this year. I think sometimes uh, for some people, I think just realizing it makes us feel good. It does. I mean, being outdoors, working in the soil. It's hopeful. It is. I mean, there's a lot. You need a lot of optimism <laughs> to garden. I mean, crazy optimism, but you need optimism. And I guess I, you know, I would also want to say for, to people for whom maybe this was their first year gardening and maybe they were motivated by, you know, pandemic conditions. Um, don't give up. You know, the first year that you garden is often terrible and hard and you make a lot of mistakes and you kill a lot of plants. And um, please, please keep going. Please keep, yeah, keep and, working and, on and, it. And, um, you know, take, take, uh, take stock of, of the successes, mm -hmm. you know, a, a small calendula plant that, mm -hmm. that got blooming this yeah. year. Maybe a you salad. grew some great, yeah, lettuces. Yeah. Did you make a salad out of the lettuce? Exactly. Cool. Yeah. That was really good. You know, maybe you didn't provide all of your own produce for an entire year. That's okay. But, you know, were you able to harvest some herbs from your garden? Or, and, and did it give you satisfaction? Did it give you pleasure? Were you happy? Did it help you relax? Mm -hmm. um, I think those are also benefits that we get from nature that, that we often overlook when we're busy trying to accomplish things. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and that can be like the, the satisfaction you get going for a walk. Um, and, and I've learned too that going for a walk 
doesn't have to just be like going for like going to the beach or going for a walk in the woods, but just going for a walk around your neighborhood. That I've I have had so many more neighborhood walks this year. Mm-hmm. Um, just not getting in my car. Yeah. You know, not wanting, like thinking, oh, I'd like to go to the beach. Also, I feel like because of the circumstances, so many of my favorite spots have been um, so much more trafficked mm -hmm. this year, like so much more traffic, but also just the treat of not getting in the car mm -hmm. and getting to uh, have these small casual conversations with my neighbors, mm -hmm. which has been really great, like yeah. kind of connecting in some different ways, just casually like, hey, yeah. that looks great. Or some different gardens that I hadn't seen. Um, I'm thinking of one that I saw this year that I was just so excited about that, and it's people that just moved here, but they had planted all these um, manzanita plants. Oh, wow. Different manzanitas that I hadn't seen anybody trying to grow here. And that was so exciting. And that wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have seen that mm -hmm. and actually got a garden tour if I ha hadn't have been out in my own neighborhood gardening. Yeah, I think that walking. That, yeah, exactly. Looking at gardens. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that is something that I feel like is so is such an inspiring thing when you like it, you live in a place walking in your neighborhoods, walking in your area is one of the best ways to learn what's possible in your region. Yes, yeah. Um, because you see it growing in other people's gardens. It's like, oh, hey, I didn't know that plant would grow here. I'm gonna plant that too. Or you don't know what that plant is, but maybe you see the person working in their garden mm -hmm. and you can stop and ask them and, and have a conversation that way. And, and gardeners love talking about their boy, plants. Boy, they do. <laughs> it's such a, I've kind of forgotten about yeah. it, you know, and not yeah. really engaged in my neighborhood like that and mm -hmm. just, taking the time to say, hey, I noticed this, or that looks great. And then the next thing you know, you're having a garden tour. Yeah, <laughs> but it's but isn't that wonderful? Because it's not just, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. I love seeing other people's gardens. I'm so nosy. I mean, gardens yeah. and farms, I just love to go see them. Same thing. Um, but you're also making a connection. You're also making a human connection too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also something that we've really come to appreciate. And the crows appreciate that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> too. Um, clearly they have a lot to say and a lot of connections. You know, as well. I think the crows are kind of talking about the time of year we're in and um, thinking about gifts. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're dropping things down. <laughs> but it, you know, I've I've paid attention to those things too. I actually had a really interesting, um, ongoing, uh, I hate to use the word battle, but like a, an interesting relationship evolved with some ravens, on at our farm this year who uh, were really harassing, and eating my beans, eating cover crop seed, and. Doing just their thing. trying to work out how to make peace with these ravens and and really coming to respect them and learn how to work with them uh, rather than just try to see them as my enemy mm -hmm. to be beaten mm -hmm. or conquered or driven away. Mm -hmm. They're just like, well, they have a place here too and what's their role in the system and how can I work with that? You know, And I feel like there's been a lot of that, like trying to learn how to work with what's happening around me um, rather than fighting it. And that's been a journey, I think probably since I moved to the North Oregon coast and started to learn about how you grow in this climate, mm -hmm. which is a challenge, you know? And it's interesting, my, my older sister, Laura, has just moved to, she's retired 
and moved to this area. She's long wanted to retire to live in Astoria and she's her dream has been realized and now she's here. And I'm watching her get to know this climate and seeing her and I'm having to say, oh, you know, just hold off, wait, don't do, don't plant that now. You know, hang on, it's gonna be okay. Don't do that right now. You know, or just see that, that kind of enthusiasm or excitement, but also this like, what is happening? Why is, why is this going on? Or, you know, what's this mean? And realizing it takes time to get to know a new climate. It gets time to take a new growing region. Um, your sister came from California? Uh, Northern California, yeah. 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 And, um, you so know, which similar, is- similar, but a little- Similar, but different. And, you know, it's, it's more, much more Mediterranean down there, um, drier, mm -hmm. um, warmer. And so things that do really well there, some things will also do well up here, but some things don't. But then there's things that do beautifully up here that you could not grow there. And I see that when I talk to people, whether they've moved here from Arizona mm -hmm. or Colorado or Michigan or wherever they've moved from. And they're drooling over our sweet peas oh, that are yeah. going through like <laughs> through the, the summer. summer. I know. <laughs> but then also asking about like, uh, you know, why are my tomato plants so sad? You know, and it's like, well, because you learned how to grow them in Iowa. And, you know, this is not Iowa. <laughs> tomato plants do not grow like that here. So there, there are pros and cons, but there is so much that is good in this um, in this region and in in our climate um and and the, i love the fact that there are seasons here mm -hmm. that we have these distinct seasons where there is a winter and things die and they become slimy and they die back and then it's so much more exciting in the spring when things start to emerge again oh, um, yeah. and i feel like that that passage of fall to winter this time of year when things are dying back and you're building your compost pile and things are falling apart and it's okay to just let all those things go. Yeah. Is good. It's good. Yeah. And also, I, this is so silly. This isn't even barely what you're talking about. But this time of year, our climate, being able to still have a rose or two. Oh, yeah. And maybe that's not happening for you. Well. But in town. I have rose I mean, hips. I, yes. And they're beautiful. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but those little bits of mm -hmm. extra bloom. This has been a... It's yeah. been a pretty mild winter so far, and I'm seeing re-blooms on things, even out in the yeah. wild. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing cow parsley and some things like that. But it's yeah. like, oh, look at that little fresh yeah. miniature blossom. And I'm looking at some roses behind you and some oh yeah verbena behind you. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's, there's a lot to recommend this climate. And I feel like I do feel a lot of gratitude that this is where I'm putting down my roots and growing, you know, both figuratively and literally, because it, it's very generous and it allows us to, to um, grow so many things and appreciate so many things. And of course there's things that we can't grow here and that's great, you know. Yeah. It's lovely that there are places we need to go travel to visit to see those plants growing. I think that gives us all something to look forward to when we or can travel see them, again. Or see them larger, like Northern California, I always, the times that I've been there, you know, I have these little, I have a small agave collection uh -huh. that I, I love, like having them in these little pots and uh -huh. they're so cute. And then I go to Northern California. Oh my God, that thing is three feet across yeah. and is sending up a bloom spike that's 13 <laughs> feet tall. It is wonderful when you get to see plants in the environment that they really want to grow yeah. in. Yeah. There is something just magical about that. And I, yeah, it's a gift. It is a gift. And I, it's funny, uh, segue, 
Yes. Speaking yeah, of gifts. I, I was trying to do it with the crows. I'm like, the crows are telling us about gifts. Yeah. So uh, we were talking earlier, um, you know, this is also a time of year where um, many, many, uh, uh, many faiths have holidays that involve gift giving. Mm -hmm. And generally we all turn to like, holiday shopping, holiday gift giving, holiday buying, holiday, all of these things, which can sometimes be overwhelming, but also can be a wonderful way to show appreciation to one another. And, you know, we were talking about the importance this year. I think it's always important, but this year more than any, to really turn to support the, the local communities that you live in and seek out gifts from small businesses mm -hmm. and small artisans and artists and craftspeople and bakers and farmers and wreath makers and whoever they Clothes are. Clothes But just like things that, um, that support our local communities. I feel like that's, I mean, anything that can help us get through this difficult time that we're all in and help our communities continue to thrive. And there are so many lovely gifts. Yeah. out there that don't have to be wildly expensive exactly and that your you know your hundred dollar budget for some holiday gift giving can really make a difference in in our local community you send that hundred dollars uh -huh. away to amazon I, I don't think they're really going to notice or care yeah about it's a, that. I, I do feel like redirecting our spending um, to support those places that we want to see continue to grow and thrive in our communities is is so key and I know that as someone who you know often is selling things this time of year you know and whether it's like jams or reeds yeah. or or whatever I know how much that income means in December um and I and I think every small business really feels that now so um you know I just want to encourage people to to reach out and find those places you know, this time of year, we often, uh, I know you, Teresa, like myself, uh, and many people around here have relied on these beautiful holiday fairs, mm -hmm. you know, where people can come in and see 20 or 25 makers in mm -hmm. one space, in a big space. And it, and it feels like locally this year, and probably in a lot of other places, mm -hmm. um, that's kind of shifting and mm -hmm. I'm seeing a lot of um, smaller pop-ups, mm -hmm. one or two people being hosted in lots of different businesses. Yeah. Um, also some online mm -hmm. um, pop-ups where people can shop from a roster of makers and then be able to go and pick those things up. And I don't yeah. think we're going to name any no. particular ones, um, but, but get, get into the, yeah. get into the paper, get into the social media. There are so many offerings yeah. this year and, and the makers are still making. Yeah. And it. I just, yeah, just to encourage people to seek those things out and make those connections because it's going to mean more than anything so much more this year, I yes. think. Yeah. Um, and I think those gifts, especially when there's that kind of provenance. I know for me, when someone gives me something that's been made by someone locally, maybe somebody I know, maybe I don't know them, but I can tell that there was, you know, heart and love that went into that, whether it's, you know, a wreath or a handkerchief or a, a piece of clothing or a, a, a mug or whatever those things are. 
Um, and I think about how I incorporate all those things into my life and, and my working life. And, you know, we op oftentimes like it's for a gardening farm show. So we should talk about gardening and farming gifts. <laughs> but I think so many of these things, it's like if somebody gives me a beautiful mug, well, that's a mug that I might fill with coffee or tea and take out with me while I do my morning walk around the farm to see what's working and not working and what's growing and what's blooming and what do I need to take care of. And that is a, a garden tool for me as a farm tool a beautiful mug that I can feel good about carrying around oh, a warm drink that. in as much as I a pair of pruners that. or a fork or a packet of seeds. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, maybe you give someone a, a membership to the state parks, you know, so that they can travel and visit all the state parks and go for hikes and take their family and visit some beautiful places. And that's like, you're giving them, you know, our region, the state of Oregon, you're giving them a gift of like all of these wonderful places to visit that they can engage with and engage with nature. Um, and maybe it doesn't look like that. Maybe it looks like a little thing that you hang on your rear view mirror. You know? yeah, exactly. But it's a gift yeah. that can be something where people can take those things and incorporate them into their lives. That, Art too. Yeah. I, I think about that, the times that um, I've gifted myself or other people have gifted me um, smaller or larger pieces of art that often have botanical themes yeah. <laughs> that <clears throat> that turn into company for me during the winter that mm -hmm. keeps sparking that that natural world feeling um something that you brought up before we went on that i thought was so great was the idea of gifting uh gardeners in your life plants mm -hmm. and do, as you're doing some of your divisions yeah you know to to think about pop them up and Give them to your friends as gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what a great, they're getting a little piece of your garden and mm -hmm. what a personal gift. And if you know someone that's recently started a garden or you know you have a really special plant mm -hmm. or some extra bulbs that you potted up in pots that you're thinking, oh, what am I going to do with that? I, I love that idea of, of passing plants in a, in a gifting sense. I always love it. Um, it's so fascinating to me. I think sometimes people think, well, she's got all the plants she needs or she grows them and why would I give her something? But I've had people give me things. Um, I had a, a neighbor from out in Jewel give me some dahlias last year that were beautiful and I would never have, I mean, I don't know that I would ever bought that variety, but mm -hmm. when they started blooming, I was just blown away and was so excited and grateful for the gift and they were something extra that she had and she's like, do you want them? I'm sure, you know, but it's a wonderful thing and, I, you know, sometimes we don't realize the impact that a gift like that can have. But when you brought it up, I, I thought to myself, like, because I often gift people plants, uh -huh. but I'll gift them in a way like, here's a cardboard box full of some plants that uh, you should put in the ground pretty quick. And, and I might like, you know, send some photos yeah. and let them know what they are. And getting feedback from people years later, hey, look at this. Mm -hmm. Hey, look at this that you gifted me. Yeah. And then we could elevate that a little bit with a little Absolutely. tissue paper and a ribbon this time of year. I know. I just planted out finally some little grape hyacinths that you gave me one time. I was helping you weed your garden yep. and, and dug up a bunch of random because you have them coming up everywhere. And I was very envious. And I just got them planted out in a bed. And I'm so excited for them to bloom next spring. Aww. And it's also lovely because they were a gift from your garden. And so I think, I mean, I'm excited that they're going to be little grape hyacinths and I love that, but I also, that they came from you. Yeah, I love that. Is even more meaningful. And so that, again, if you are a gardener or you, and you know someone, like those are great gifts. 
you may think like, oh, it's such a humble thing. I dug this up out of my garden and put it in a pot. But like maybe find an interesting ceramic pot, you know, mm -hmm. or maybe even you might be going to the thrift store or find something in your garage. Or maybe you go to a, a, a craft shop and find a beautiful hand-thrown pot that someone's made and, and put this very special plant in this thing and give that as a gift. And that can be transformative yeah, for someone. Yeah, and it's a gift that keeps giving. Absolutely. And a remembrance. Yes. You know, I have so many plants in my garden from people that yeah. are no longer here that yeah. I can go to that plant and uh -huh. it's, a, it's a remembrance. I Absolutely. can have a conversation with them <laughs> right there with that plant. Yeah, which is a beautiful thing. And I think there's so many ways to share our gardens with other people. And I think we've all learned about, you know, again, the importance of being outdoors that, that social distancing didn't have to mean, like, like physical distancing didn't, didn't have to have mean to social mean distancing. distancing. I was, neither was a way I was trying to say that. And that, that time outdoors around other people can be a good thing. And sharing our gardens, appreciating your neighbor's gardens, yeah. those are all really wonderful things to do this time of year. And um, I hope that people find peace and, and rest mm -hmm. this winter season when those rains come, get cozy. Absolutely. Open up those jars of jam. Make yourself a cup of tea or coffee <laughs> yeah. or